Slava Isus Christus, Slava Bunavika, Glory be to Jesus Christ, Glory be forever. Father Basil again doing another podcast. And again, leave it, reading from this catechism called Love is Our Mission, The Family Fully Alive, from the Preparatory Catechesis for the World Meeting of Families in Philadelphia 2015. And what I'm going to read today is called The Two Become One. The Two Become One. We are not made to be alone. Human beings need and complete each other. Friendship and community satisfy that longing with bonds of common interest and love. Marriage is a uniquely intimate form of friendship that calls a man and a woman to love each other in the manner of God's covenant. Marriage is a sacrament. Married love is fruitful and offered without reservation. This love is the image of Jesus' faithfulness to the church. Virtue, love, and goodness help fulfill our destiny. In 1 Corinthians 13.4-7 is a popular scripture choice for Christian weddings. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. The text is beautiful. Having been created in the image of God, Loving this way coheres with our true human nature. But loving this way is never easy. It demands humility and patience. As Pope Francis said, faith is no refuge for the faint-hearted. Marital love must be built on more than romance. Romance is wonderful, but alone it cannot survive the cares and challenges that inevitably visit every married couple. To be what we are, to love as we were created to love, certain virtues are necessary. We must be alive to these virtues and cultivate them in order to fulfill our destiny. St. John Paul II's Theology of the Body speaks of a certain interior freedom and self-mastery which spouses need in order to truly make a gift of themselves to one another. A person tied too tightly to romantic expectations, without the leaven of interior freedom and the capacity for self-gift, will lack flexibility. To live the sacramentality of marriage and to follow the way of the covenant, husbands and wives need the capacity to transcend resentment to lay aside entitlements, and to step forward in generosity. Without this interior freedom and power, serious problems are bound to arise because life puts husbands and wives in situations that are very often not romantic at all. No marriage founded on mere sexual chemistry endures. 
erotic partners focus mainly on possessing each other lack the interior skill of stepping back and making space for self-criticism, reconciliation, and growth. The marital promise to love steadfastly as God does helps to create and protect this vital space. The sacramental commitment to do the work of love, even when loving is tough, is an essential ingredient in God's covenant. Genuine love makes a commitment. No mortal can satisfy all our longings. Real marital unity is based on God's covenant, a covenant which welcomes erotic desire, but which even more fundamentally commits men and women to each other in sickness and in health for richer or poorer. Christian marriage is not a romantic addition or a conditional arrangement until further notice. A so-called trial marriage, an attempt to live intimately but hypothetically, to test the relationship and pursue it as long as the romance is flowing, is a contradiction in terms. Pope Francis made this point in a public address. But you both know that marriage is for life. Ah, we love each other so much. But we'll stay together as long as the love lasts. When it ends, we'll each go our separate way. This is selfishness. When I feel like it, I'll end the marriage and forget the one flesh that cannot be separated. It is risky to get married. It is risky. It is this egoism which threatens it because we each have within us this possibility of a dual personality. The one that says, I am free, I want this. And the other which says, I, me, to me, with me, for me. Selfishness always returns and does not know how to open up the others. In a postmodern world where trust is scarce, marriage seems daunting. We worry that we may be tied to someone else wrong. In a global, globalized world where economic anxiety is often well founded, we may also worry that all of life's challenges and questions about financial economic security must be answered and put to rest before we can love as Jesus did. In response to the range of possible worries and fears, the Church offers Jesus the sacraments and the support of her own members in marital fellowship, mutual fellowship, confident that for all of its challenges, the Christian way of loving is possible and will reveal our true selves. The Church promises her sons and daughters that marriage is a sacrament that the bond and practice of Catholic marriage makes sustaining grace real, present and efficacious. In response to our fears and anxieties, the Church insists that to promise love in the manner of the covenant is not a hypothetical for myth, myth, mythical saints who are perfect, but is a real and possible commitment for actual sinners who are on the way. As Pope Francis puts it, the sacrament of marriage 
takes place in the simplicity and also the fragility of the human condition. We know the many trials and difficulties that the lives of a married couple encounter. The important thing is to keep alive the link with God, which is the basis of the marital bond. To love this in this way is not something we postpone, saying we will try once we have put to rest uncertain practical questions. Rather, life's practical questions are adequately approached only when we love in this way. To love in this way is not an ideal on an ever-receding horizon. Rather, to love in this way is something that we choose to do in everyday life, beginning here and now amidst daily pressures. As Pope Francis taught at another time, matrimony is a work of every day. I could say a craft work, a goldsmith's work, because the husband has the task to make his wife more like woman, and the wife has the task to make her husband make more man, to grow also humanity as a man and a woman. And this is done between you. It is called growing together. This doesn't come from the air. The Lord blesses it, but it comes from your hands, from your attitudes, from your way of living, from your way of loving one another. Make yourselves grow. Always act so that the other grows. Pope Francis acknowledges that many people might be afraid of such a challenge, that people might avoid marriage out of skepticism or fear. Many people, today many people are afraid of making definitive decisions that affect them for all their lives because it seems impossible and this mere mentality leads many who are preparing for marriage to say, we will stay together for as long as our love lasts. But what do we mean by love? A mere emotion? A psychophysical state? Certainly, if it is just this, it cannot provide the foundation for building something solid. But if instead love is a relationship, then it is a growing reality. And we can also say by way of example, that it is built in the same way that we built a house. And we build a house together, not alone. You would not wish to build it on the shifting sands of emotions, but on the rock of true love, the love that comes from God. We must not allow ourselves to be conquered by a throwaway culture. This fear of forever is cured by entrusting oneself day by day in the Lord Jesus in a life that becomes a daily spiritual path of common growth, step by step. Wow, what a beautiful, beautiful talk. To become one, virtue, <laughs> love and goodness fulfill our destiny. That's so much to think about during this talk. And I so much agree with what it says here that in our society today, marriage has become throw away. If, if you fall out of love, if you can't, if you don't forgive your partner, you just throw away the marriage. 
And certainly this is not what God has intended for us to do. He doesn't want us to throw away our marriages that were, you know, when if they were sacramental, if our marriages are sacramental, uh, blessed by the priest, and that those words were said, you know, that nothing can break this marriage, that this marriage is going to stand the test of time. We don't want to throw away God's covenant with us, that marital covenant. But yet so many people are throwing away their marriages because of the culture around them, because of influences by evil people in this world. And they just, they just give up. They just say, well, I can do something better. I can do better in my life. I want to be more free. I want to be more happy. So I'm just going to leave that marriage and go somewhere else. And that is not what God intended us to do. We have to fight for our marriages. We've got to fight for that commitment, for that, you know, relationship. Every single day we got to commit to it over and over and over again and learn how to forgive and learn how to love and learn how to be the best marriage partner we can be, the best father or the wife or husband or mother, whatever it may be. We got to be the best we can be in all those aspects of our life. And pray to God constantly to give us the strength, to give us that courage to do what is right in the eyes of God. This is what marriage should be. I have a lot more to say in the future about this. God bless you. Have a good day.